Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Salt Boys podcast. Um, I'm Alex Rockoff, and I'm here with I'm Tim Finnerty. And um, we're gonna talk talk to you guys about some hockey, and uh, mainly DraftKings daily fantasy hockey. Um, it's uh, October third right now. We're watching the Thursday night slate of hockey. Second game. Some pretty high scoring games so far. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of scoring. It's uh, a lot to keep track of. Yeah, but, um, I think you're also starting to see some of these new additions that a lot of these teams made you know, coming through. Panarin already has one looking pretty good. Truba has another one here. So we'll get into that a little bit more when we review the, the divisional matchups and some things that have changed over in the, in the past couple off-seasons. Yeah, a lot of some rookies scoring already, too. We got uh, Cody Glass last night. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Yeah, G play, too. All right, so we'll start it off with the Atlantic division, kind of talk about... Um, Let's start off with Tampa. Um, I mean, what can you say, right? Like, tough postseason exit last year. You know, didn't really lose too many people. Strawman, JT Miller. Uh, a sneaky ad here could be Shattenkirk. You know, he had some good times in, in, uh, in uh, the New York Rangers. But, you know, I think this team is pretty complete. I, I like Shatt- that ad of Shattenkirk a lot. He's a... Uh... What would they sign for? Like under a million dollars? Yeah, maybe a million dollars. She clearly play. wanted to, to play there. Clearly wanted the opportunity to win. He's been bouncing around a little bit, but I think you know this could be a good home for him. And on that one year deal too, he's gonna he's gonna try to prove himself. So. Yeah, he actually might have already come through tonight. I think it's a it's a two one game there. I think he actually got on the board already. Oh damn! Good for him. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. We'll, we'll be playing a lot of Tampa. I mean, those oh, those top two to. lines are strong. Hey, yeah, Shattenkirk scored tonight. Oh, already. Yeah, look at him. Yeah. Um, can't forget about Victor Hedman. Um, that guy easily no. put up 80 points. Absolutely. And I think, you know, really, they're really well-rounded team. You have Vasilevsky and Nat, which, you know, pretty much an unbeatable goalie on a head-to-head matchup. I would take oh, him yeah. any day. Yeah, as a, as a no-brainer, must-start in, in pretty much any situation here. But overall, I mean, Tampa is what Tampa is, and hopefully this year they can be a little bit more successful uh, and come out of, the, uh, out of the East. Yeah, especially for our fellow uh, Salt Boys, uh, Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot he's a Tampa he's, fan. Yeah. All right, should move on to Boston. All right. Well, I mean, I think the first thing on them is obviously the, the McAvoy signing. Um, you know, fairly reasonable contract here. Uh, clearly, Boston's been known for a team that doesn't really tend to, to budge in their RFA negotiations or UFA negotiations. So it was good to get them uh, get see that deal get done. Uh, he's back on the ice. Uh, and really the only subtraction here is uh, Marcus Johansson. So now Saber. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they do. <laughs> <laughs> looking good tonight. Yeah, They're up 3-1 th- yeah. against the Penguins. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that uh, first line of Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. No, and um, I mean, Bergeron, one of the best centers in the league with Pasternak. I mean, and Marchant really, he's really come a long way over the past couple years and not... Uh, not a not a fan favorite of anyone that doesn't like Boston here. Clearly for his chippy style of play, but you know he's really proven himself to be you know a top line uh, winger here over the past couple of years, uh, and that line is a force to be reckoned with. We'll be uh, seeing them in the lineups a lot quite frequently. Yes, and uh, let's get over to Toronto, who probably 
made the most moves, I'd say, yeah. this offseason. I mean, and, and they had to, right? Like, you have to clear up some space after, you know, one, giving Austin Matthews kind of a, a blank checkbook to, to walk, him, walk himself into unrestricted free agency, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in, on this podcast. Um, but they did add, right, Barry, Kerfoot, and they lost Marlowe, uh, Kadri, and, and Gard- uh, Gardner. And obviously the Kadri trade, like, kind of helped facilitate the – the the open the opening of uh, a few other players to be signed here on the team. Exactly. Um, I mean, this team is this team's stacked. It's stacked. Like, <laughs> it really is. Um, those first two lines are deadly. Like any anyone can score. I mean, just Tavares, Marner. You got Matthews, Nylander on the second line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you're looking for Kapanen and Johansson to take that next step this year. And if you look down the lineup, you know, third and fourth line are, are really filled with people that are. Uh, you know, looking for opportunity. Um, so a couple quick players here. I mean, you have Jason Spezza down the middle there. So they got some value, valuable uh, contracts at a lower cap hit to really round out the bottom half of that roster, which you know you have to do at the end of the day when you're paying you know your top four a ton of money. See, they scratched. That's the last night. He, he did. Yeah, That's, you know, I thought that was curious. I don't. You know, That's such a bad cock move. To, Just he, yeah, God. He signed. A, I'm pretty sure it was 700k. Team friendly deal. Throw him in the opening night. Like you just named your cap into like Spezza. You know, is a team player. He clearly wants to win. Uh, you know, a little bit of a rivalry there too. Like I, I, I never, I never, uh, I didn't really understand how that came to be. Yeah. All right, on to another Canadian team, Montreal Canadiens. Um, I don't, I don't really have them. I don't think they made any uh, off season moves. They're, I mean, no, they, they got to have serious. a lot of, like, growth from within. You know, they have some young players. And I think this is a team that people counted out last year. And they, I mean, they really came through. I mean, they did have, I don't know, it might not have been last year, but they did have Niemi for a little bit. So, I mean, that calls into question any type of goaltending uh, yeah. credibility. Niemi was a goalie I feel like we picked on a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have Anytime to. he was in the li- lineup, we played the other team. Absolutely. And speaking of, you know, their backup goalies, I think that's a huge upgrade to have Kincaid. this year in Kincaid. Yeah. I think, you know, they can, any, anytime you're, you have a, a backup goalie that can win you games and you can rely on, I think that's... You know, good sign of a good team. I mean, he was solid in Jersey for a little bit. Relatively uh, young, reasonable contract, and you know, could be a nice backup to Carey Price, who's still going to log the the heavy minutes there because he, you know, bona fide number one goaltender. Yeah. Um, on to Florida, yeah, Florida now. Um, I think Florida's gonna be an interesting team this year. You, you really got to watch watch out for them. I mean, they got they got Bobrovsky, obviously. That was a huge addition. I'm sure they wish they got Panera in there too. Uh, that could have been that would, a, that would a have game been changer. Two stats. Yeah, they would have had a, a real nice team. And that, that top six would be unreal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But even, even if you look at it as it stands now, like the top six with Huberdeau, Barkov, Dadanoff, Hoffman, Trocheck, you know Connolly. Maybe that's where it starts falling off a little bit. Connolly is more of a a third line speed guy to me, but you know overall not not a bad top six. Yeah, and he'll yeah he'll plug in well in that line. He yeah. can still put up twenty goals. And if you're if you're get if you think you're getting the choke check of you know uh, maybe la- two seasons ago, uh, he had some injury problems last year, but you know, hopefully he can bounce back this year and keep on putting up some consistent numbers. Yeah, and uh, I feel like uh, Keith Yandel is a guy that I like to play a lot and. DraftKings, I think he uh, he scores a lot on the power play. He does. He's on that. That's an absolute stacked first power oh, play. Oh, absolutely. That, that first line you mentioned, as well as Hoffman, that guy just 
buzzes around the ice. Yeah, I mean... It's fun to watch. Yendel, great for offense. Uh, doesn't have too much of a defensive side to him, so... <laughs> perfect for drafting. <laughs> exactly. We don't care if they get scored on. They just need to score for right. us. Chipping a block here there. All right, what do you think about the Buffalo Sabres? God. I mean, I, I can't really put my insight in because <laughs> I'm way too biased. They're beating the Penguins 3-1 right now, no. so... Currently watching this, 17 minutes left in the game. I mean, they got it. They have a good team. I think Darlene, you know, looking for him to take another step this year. Uh, Eichel's been the, the, the focal point of that offense for a while. So can Skinner replicate what he did last year? He better for the money that he's making. And now it's about all the ancillary pieces around them, you know, coming together and really chipping in some more offense. Like, you know, who, who's your favorite player on the, on the team right now? I mean, it's got to be Eichel. Yeah. He's, he's electric to watch. He has the puck. He's got a filthy shot. He makes creative passes. I mean... If you look at a lot of the games, you always see me yelling, like, bury the puck. Like, Eichel's given filthy passes, and guys just can't score. Like, he's setting up Gergensen's, no offense, you know. I mean, he's a fourth-line grinder, and, you know, now that I think they brought up potentially, you know, a guy that could put up 30 goals is Victor Olofsson. Victor Golofsson, people oh, are man. calling him. I don't think anyone's calling him that. <laughs> they will. Yeah, they, they will. They will. <laughs> I mean, even look at the third line, though. Like, VC is a nice pickup for them. Can Casey Middlestat, you know, take a step here? It, you know, a little bit undersized, but clearly has the hands and the ability to make some plays. It's just whether he can he can adjust to the physicality of the NHL. And then Sheary rounding it out. Like, that's not a bad third line. I, I feel like that's that's a, what you want your third line yeah, to be absolutely. last year. And him being in the second line is, you know, why he underperformed. Yeah. But, um, hey, that third line is two goals tonight. So, let's see, see if they can keep it up. And um, under your Detroit oh, Red Wings. Man. Yeah, I'll let you start off with the comments here. Man, this is an ugly lineup. No yeah, offense. this is not. This is not a strong. Especially if Larkin's hurt, right? I mean, he, uh, he, he said he'll be okay for Saturday, but he did. He did. It's not a good way to start off your season. You know, questionable for the for the opener. But yeah, yeah Athanasiu is probably not going to play in the opener too. But that that top outside that top line, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Mantha. I mean, they, they could have a pretty good year. Mantha just looks like an absolute beast. Dude, I. I've heard his name a lot in the offseason. He just the, he watched a couple of the preseason games where he had two goals. Like it, it, it just been it's been a pleasure to watch him towards the first of all towards the end of last season, uh, and then overseas last season, and then to start off this season, he's just been he's been great. But once you once you get down to the even to the second line, that's where things yeah. start falling apart. Maybe you never know. I mean, these guys they could get some sneaky low value plays. Yeah. You know, maybe they get a a matchup against I don't know. Who are you thinking is not going to be great this year? Like Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. LA. You could probably... I mean, Ottawa. I mean, the the Atlantic stacked, and that that's the challenge here. And you, and if you start looking at their defense, like Heronic, like he can take the next step this year. But that was a name I was about to mention. It's got, he's got to. I mean, beyond that, uh, you know, uh, Nemeth, they brought in, you know, for his physicality, some uh, ability to block shots, playing the PK. But, you know, there's not too many bright spots on this team I don't think this year but you know hopefully the the guys in Grand Rapids can continue to to push and I mean what I will say is that Grand Rapids team I'll tell you right now that is going to be a stacked roster a stacked roster with Valeno Zadina uh, Cider back there uh, you got Svechnikov like it's it's going to be a fun to watch it's going to be more fun to watch the farm team than the, than the NHL team you, got, you guys won that prospect yeah, right? that, was, yeah. that was exciting you yeah. got a lot of young players that's, uh, that's what it's about that's what's keeping me that's what's keeping me uh, hopeful <laughs> for the next couple of years speaking of a team that needs to be hopeful the Ottawa Senators mm. this is a team that was it three years ago they 
almost made it to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. They were they were in uh, overtime, game seven against Pittsburgh. And then the next year they just lost all that talent. Yeah, I mean like if you look at this roster, like you gotta Logan Brown's gotta start making his impact on the roster. You know, he was picked a first-round pick. Like, he has to start stepping up here. Like, Brady to Chuck pretty much is the best player on that team outside of, uh, I mean, the on defense, Chabot. I mean, yeah, big contract. Chabot. Like, those two are really the cornerstones of the team. And, you know, Brandstrom. Brandstrom, got, I, like, yeah. I like that trade. It was so, a good trade. Um, they. This is a very young team. I it feel is. Like everyone on their team is, like, in their – on the lower side of their 20s. Um, obviously, besides Bobby Ryan on that first line, but yeah, and they, they got Colin White on first line center. Could have been a Buffalo Saber. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had to trade that first round pick away to get Robin Leonard. Unfortunate, but um, yeah, that's the Atlantic. All right, on to the Central Division review. Let's start with Nashville. What do you think about their chances this year? I'm I'm liking Nashville a lot. I think uh, obviously it hurts losing Subban. They lost Simmons. Yep. They added um, at the end of last season. Um, but I really love the signing of Duchesne. It gives them that second line center that they haven't had in a while. Um, obviously, they have an absolute stack top six, um, and I think this is a pretty deep team. And they have elite defense in UOC. Ellis, Ekholm, yep. and obviously when you have Rene, he's gonna he's gonna win you a lot of games. But hopefully, he could pull it off in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think the big question mark is Dante Fabro, and that that's why they hopefully felt comfortable enough to get rid of PK Subban there. He, he's in the top four right now. He's got to be you know playing up to to what they believe he can play up to, um, and, and I think that's really an important piece of this team. And, and like you said, they're just they're a really deep team and. You know, when you bring in a guy like Duchesne who can also either play on the top power play or kind of be a, a, a pivotal point in the second power play with those elite D, it's like you're talking about a, a pretty good situation and a team that can make a deep run in the, in, in the cup. Yeah, and they made, they made a trade last season uh, getting Granlund a good ad for the he's second good, line. He only gave up Fiala. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, the, the rumor on the street was Fiala was highly coveted uh by Minnesota the Minnesota GM and you know shortly after he was fired so well we'll see how that that all pans out but exactly yeah, I, I like the moves they made this year what about uh Winnipeg how are you feeling about them this year yeah I mean they lost so much on D I don't think Kevin Hayes is a big loss I, I think the the losses for the Flyers signed him to the mega contract but I think when you lose a guy like Truba Myers and then you're talking about Bufflin possibly retiring like you know, it uh, you got to feel bad for him a bit. You know, first of all, the Buffalo news came out a little bit earlier. I think they might have made a bigger attempt to keep uh, a guy like Myers, maybe, or or maybe not have traded Truba. So I, I think that there's uh you know that that Buffalo thing hanging over the air uh, is a is a big deal right now. Yeah, the D's uh, that's a huge question mark, and see if Hellbuck can get back to the form he was a few years a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. You're you're spot on. That's a big question is the, is the overall goaltending too. Hot take. I don't think the team makes the playoffs this year. I'd, I'd agree. I think, how do you overcome losing those three big pieces on day? I mean, that's, that's an important part of winning hockey games. And especially just looking at the rest of that division, I just, I see too too many other talented teams. I agree. And even you got Line A calling his, 
uh, his teammates basically not not up to par in terms of who he should be playing with. So I, I think it's a weird year for Winnipeg, uh, and we'll see where they go. Obviously, great first line. We'll play them yeah. a lot, but don't think they're making the playoffs. No. On to the St. Louis Blues. Wow, congrats. Congrats. Champs. That is, yes, that was impressive. Very God impressive. damn you, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, oh man, that, that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that hurts a little bit. Um, yeah, the Blues, uh, only offseason move they really made was uh, trading for uh, Justin Falk. Um, you know, slides in well with Petrangelo on that first line. Um, this is a team that has a, I think this team's very deep. Obviously, that's why they won the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. last year, but I mean, they, they look stacked on D. They have a, a lot of players that could score, a lot of shutdown defensemen. Um, you know, hopefully Pareko could take the next step. Yeah. And even at the addition to Falk there, too, with Petrangio potentially walking after this year, I think it's a, a solid move there. And even if you start looking at the third line there, like uh, Robbie Fabry, like if he can stay healthy and have a good year, Robert Thomas, Bozak, like they have a, a lot of pieces. Fabry's a guy that, you know, I thought three years ago was going to be great, and he just always gets hurt. But they uh, a lot of young guys coming up, too. Robert Thomas, super fast. Yeah, I I like what they did this this off season, trying to maintain the core, giving some of the younger guys an opportunity, and it'll be interesting to see. And I think a lot of it rides on goaltending. You know, Bennington can't, kind of came out of nowhere, uh, and we'll see how he does this Hopefully year. Hopefully, he can keep it up. Yeah. Dallas Stars, they made a lot a lot of off season moves this year. They did. They did. They acquired a a, a lot of age. Um, but they did I think... some 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 guys in their thirties, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> I mean, hey, like. Is there a better couple guys to, to bet on than someone like Perry? Great goal scorer. Maybe slow down a bit. They got him cheap, though. Got him so. cheap. Low risk. Pavelski, too, in a couple years. Like, I, I, didn't hate, I didn't hate the moves, honestly. Would have liked to see them keep Zuccarello around, but not at the, the long-term contract that he signed with, uh, with the Minnesota there. So you know, I, I like what they did. And I think they're, they could be a sneaky team this year that you know, once they get in the playoffs, they have the size, the speed, the grit, and, and the goaltending to go you know, exactly. pretty far. They got Ben Bishop. He's a stud back there. Yeah. And Kudobin's a pretty solid backup, yeah. I think. You know, now you need you need a you can't have a goalie play sixty five games a year. You need a goalie that could a backup goalie that could step in and play solid twenty thirty games. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a beast. You just watch the way he skates and he he's a he's a great pickup for Dallas, obviously through the draft, but uh, I, I think he's gonna come to uh, come to be a, a pretty prominent star in this league this year. So looking forward to seeing that. Colorado Avalanche. Ooh, this is this team is stacked. It's stacked. It's stacked. It really it, is. A ton of offseason moves. Um, obviously, they had that big trade with Toronto. Um, got rid of Kerfoot um, and Barry, but they added Kadri. Um, traded for Burkowski. Got uh, Donskoy. Don what a Skoy. move. Like on every single NHL. Donskoy, what a move. Um, I mean, that at, first line is absolutely loaded. Lang, Langscott, McKinnon, Ratnan, um, Joe's Kadri, oh man, Burkowski. Like the this, list, the list goes on. Deep. Look and at like, their fourth line. Even the third line, like JT Comfer. Yeah. Um, Farm yeah. Michigan Wolverine. I mean, I think it's a pretty solid third line solid. there. Donskoy could still put up twenty five goals. I think the big question mark is is how good the goaltending is going to be. That's gonna be that's gonna be really the make or break thing for me. You got Grubauer 
and like he sometimes he looks great and other games he looks like he uh, you know the average goaltender so at the end of the day you, you don't have average goaltending and win the cup so it'll be interesting to see if uh, he can play up to uh, his potential and be consistent yeah and i like their defense a lot too they got a lot of young guys cal mccarr mm. sam gerard um Nikita Zadorov, former Buffalo Saber. Um, I mean, this is a team to watch for the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, definitely a playoff team here. Yep. Not sure how far they'll make it, but in a few years, man, that's that's gonna be scary yeah. for you to watch. Thank you, Ottawa Senators. They're really the ones that kicked that off. And yeah. they got Bowen Byram coming. Like, jeez, oh, that's gonna be trouble. I feel like McCarr Byram. Every year they've gotten a defenseman like in, in around the fourth, fourth through eighth overall. Yeah, and just signed Ratton long term too. So the things are looking up for them after a a long time in the basement. I so. know. Well, hopefully they can make it make a good run. Yeah. What about the Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah, I mean, like the, the you know just when I think that they're kind of on the decline, they bounce back a little bit, and I think this year they're gonna have a good year. Like seem to have a good connection. The Strom, uh, Debrinkat connection seem to be working pretty well, and like. You know, like, yeah, Nylander, Taze, Kane, Brinkat, Strom, uh, they brought back Shaw, Saad. So it's kind of like a reunion party here, and maybe they'll rekindle some of the older magic. And, you know, I I absolutely love the goaltending moves they've also made this offseason, too. Like, I don't think I don't think Robert Leonard got enough. I, he won some awards, but I don't think he gets enough credit overall in terms of you know, his ability to, to actually steal some games here. And I think with Corey Crawford and Leonard playing side by side, they're going to both push each other to be better. So I think they're going to be having. A yeah, good as long as as long as Crawford could stay healthy. Yeah. But I think I love signing Leonard as a backup. Um, I mean, he's going to play you know thirty so games yeah. to take the load off Crawford, and he'll get the wins. I mean, I Absolutely. I don't think he's set to be a starting goaltender as. Obviously, no, on that Buffalo Saber team, he's not going to look great. But I just don't think he <laughs> not many do. can carry the you know start fifty to sixty games. No. I think he'll be better in this role. And I think he's someone that's a little bit streaky. And like, if you can get him hot going into the playoffs, like I don't know, I bet my money on on this team to to do some damage. I, I think this team it. can make yeah. the playoffs. I yeah. think I think they slide in and take Winnipeg's five. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And last in the Central, we have Minnesota. Oof wild <laughs> yeah i mean like trying to make this a non-long-winded response but when they signed parisi and Suter, and i thought the revenues are going to get them but you know, really like they had the window and i think the window's passed and now you can see that this roster's kind of beat down with a little bit of age with parisi stall uh, uh zuccarello there too um you know it's just a suitor it's just a team that kind of kind of missed their opportunity and they need to start now uh, rebuilding a little bit here and putting uh, putting some younger guys in and giving them the opportunity. And, and we'll see. You know, you never know. Uh, there's always a team or two that surprises you every year. Um, maybe this could be one of them, but I, I'm not. I, I can confidently say I won't be putting them in the lineup too much. I, I won't be putting them in the lineup either. And this is a, it's a team that they, they have a good top three lines, but there's no elite line. Nah. They don't really have like a, you know, a stacked power play one. So that's why I just don't love playing them because you never know which line to play. It's a shame too because like Minnesota fans are super passionate about the team, and you know, there's been some management issues up there that I'm sure anyone that follows Minnesota hockey can can speak to, and uh, we'll see what happens this year. But you know, hopefully uh, they they can start the rebuild process. Yeah. Now we're gonna tr- transition over to some DraftKings talk. Um, hopefully, uh, make 
some of you listeners some money if you guys take our advice and pick our lineups. Um, what do you think about the new rule change, Tim? Yeah. There are a lot of changes this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it favors the, the goal scorer, obviously, and the, and the shooter here. Um, you know, you see that they increased it to 8.5 points for every goal. The assist is 5 points, and, and relative to last year, the, the multiplier there for the goals is 2.83, uh, as opposed to assist, which is 2.50. And then the multiplier for shots compared to blocks is 3.0, and blocks being 2.6. So, in a sense, what that means is that they're valuing the goals and the, and the shots at a higher rate than they were last year. Yeah, and especially because... They have the the bonuses too. Like, if you get three points, you get an extra three points DraftKings scoring wise, as well as the three point bonus if you get five shots. I don't I don't like it mainly because it it doesn't learn it again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to change our strategy. It doesn't really factor in like budgeting well, which has kind of worked for us. Now it's it's almost like you need that guy that scores the hat trick and shoots a bunch. Yeah, the only thing I do like is. Um, they adjusted the shootouts, uh, scoring a bit differently too. Um, they also added a three point hat trick bonus, um, and then for the goalies, they did edit the the shots and and goals against values. And, you know, what I I mean, what I'd recommend is just taking a look at uh, the DraftKings new scoring model, and frankly, played a couple lineups now, and just trying to get adjusted a bit more to this uh, slight change in strategy here. Um, but it's interesting to see what they did this off season with the game. Yeah. Speaking of strategy, let's talk about our lineup tonight. Yeah, we're uh, halfway through the games right now, and we're we're doing okay. Yeah, you know, we're we're ranking we're banking on the late games. <laughs> Definitely need some help from the ten o'clock games. I mean, um, we 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 liked Nashville today a, a lot. I did. I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not loving Minnesota this year, mm-hmm. and I think that's a team we could potentially bully on. Yep. As we talked about earlier, that that first line with. Um, adding Duchesne yep. with Forsberg and Arvidsson, not too expensive. No, I mean Duchesne at what five six. That's Forsberg really good five. price for yeah. Duchesne. I think he's going to slowly start creeping up there too, especially uh, with uh, the block multiplier. Like he's a little bit, he has a little bit of defensive side to him, to him, pretty responsible there too. Um, but yeah, we we ended up throwing in Duchesne Forsberg tonight. Would have liked to make some of those D work there, especially in the power play. But you know, you run out of cash. It's too pricey, yeah. and we got Renee and Net, um, hoping mainly to get that win against Minnesota because that win win bonus is nice. Went went with a lot of Rangers guys tonight too on the opening. We did, as we talked about, not loving Winnipeg and their D this year. I mean, they did. They have. They're at five goals right now tonight. Yeah. Um, Got some action on Truba, has a goal and two assists. Yeah, he's played well tonight. I mean, it kind of makes sense against the, the home, his old team, former too. Team. I do like yeah. playing players against their former team. Oh, my. Panarin scored, too, tonight. So, you know, I mean, Rangers off to a fast start here. And Lundqvist didn't look great. Uh, he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't looked great in a while. No, he looks he looks a little bit tired. Um, but I think, you know, you had, uh, Bucinavich was played, too. I mean... There's some good pieces here. I think we focused on the Rangers, um, which ended up being a, a pretty good call here so far with five goals there. Uh, and then we have some of the later games with Colorado uh, and, and went a little heavy on the Arizona as well. Yeah, I, I, I do like Arizona there. I think Anaheim's not that impressive of a lineup to look yeah. at. And, I mean, the, the Coyotes players are just relatively cheap. Um, Stefan's only 4.8. Um, Keller's 4.9. And they're playing with... Newly added Kessel this year, so 
you know, hopefully they could maybe dish off some passes, Kessel could score a goal, or they get a rebound goal off off those benefits. Um, yeah, and the, the other team we threw in there tonight is Colorado. I mean, the the top line is just it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, we had uh, we ended up fitting only two of them in there, uh, Rantanen. Uh, and McKinnon um, would like to have fit all three in there, but cost prohibits that. Uh, so we added some of those guys in there tonight. Um, and then, like we said, focused tonight mostly on Nashville, uh, Arizona, New York, um, and uh, Colorado, and threw in a couple other pieces uh, here or there. But we'll, we'll see how we end up. But we're banking on the, the later games to kind of pull us through here into the money. We will. You guys will have to tune back in to the next episode to see how we did, and maybe we'll give you guys some advice for – an upcoming lineup. Yeah, we'll have to uh, start figuring out how to post our lineups too, so you guys can see what what worked, what didn't work, what we should, what we might have wanted to do a little bit differently, and kind of how we're progressing through the season. Hell yeah! I'm just glad hockey's back, Tim. Thank God. Thank God. Some uh, hockey monkey to leave you guys out. <laughs>